0: The following is a Breaks Media podcast. You are now listening to the best podcast in the world, The Awakened Soul, hosted by my daddy.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 77 of The Awakened Soul. That's right, 77 episodes of this wonderful podcast here that we bring to you each and every week. It's been a long journey and we thank you guys for following us along. It For any first time listeners, you can follow The Awakened Soul at Awakened Soul or at The Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on what social media platform you're at. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns about anything you hear across this podcast to pod at gmail.com. And lastly, you can... Call us, send us a voicemail or a text message to six one four five four seven two zero three nine. We are still collecting voicemails and messages for our white privilege episode that is coming up that is set to be recorded here very shortly. And I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and, and that topic is do you believe white privilege is a real thing? Does it exist? Why or why not? Really looking forward to that episode. It's going to be a panel discussion. So, you guys know our panel discussions are always infinite flames. So, it's going to be a great discussion. But now that that business is out the way, I'm your lovely host. I'm CEO Hayes. And, uh,
2: you in the presence of a king. Scratch that. You in the presence of a god.
1: All right. So, over the course of this show, we have Scoop Grady's back in the building. Shanice is finally back, making her return to The Awakened Soul. With a doozy, very personal, unpopular opinion, so I'm really looking forward to seeing how you guys take that, and uh, also discussing it after the fact, so... Really looking forward to that. I also have myself in the main discussion topic of the of the evening today, which is black owned businesses, and then we also get a little bit into uh the effects and 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 stuff of transphobia. And I'm joined by that one with uh Kiki from the Kinks with Kiki podcast. Very dope discussion. I kind of catch her off guard with with that last topic there, um, because she wasn't prepared for it. Well, not that she wasn't prepared, but she didn't know I'd actually be bringing that up still a great discussion um but that's enough that's enough setting the tone for this for uh my existing listeners you guys know we're getting ready to jump into the mind of haze for any new listeners we're gonna hop into my dark twisted and crazy ass mind where we discuss "Mm, this week is not so dark not so twisted which it hasn't really been for the last couple of weeks but we're definitely going to get into something um a little bit heavy there i will see you guys after our lovely intro music let's go ahead and start the show Sometimes with the Mind of Hayes segment, we can get dark, we can get funny, we can get a little twisted, we can get serious. But unfortunately, this week with the Mind of Hay segment, we're getting a little sad. And a 13-year-old girl, Sandra Parks, who, in the ironic part of this, wrote an award winning essay about gun violence, was actually struck by a stray bullet and killed. And it's th- You know, it it was definitely the first thing on my mind to talk about. And um, so as as the reports go, she was in her home, in her bedroom at that, um, when stray bullets came through her window and she was struck. Um, Some reports say that she um, then went into her mother's room and said, I've been shot. Um, And then she unfortunately later lost her life. Two men have been arrested um, in this case so far, Um, and bail was set for $200,000 for one of them and $50,000 for the other. Um, Again, because of how this just happened this past Monday on the 19th, so just because of how soon this was, there's not really many details as of yet. Those are the facts of it, and it's not going to be an extremely long in the Mind of Hay segment. But it just reminds you, as we're coming out of this Thanksgiving season, we're going into the holiday season, tell your loved ones how much you love them. You never know when life can be taken from you. And I don't, you know, say that to sound cliche, but you just never do. And this really puts a highlight on that. You can be in your home minding your own business and get hit by a stray bullet. And, you know, I, I didn't want to do a Thanksgiving episode. I didn't want to do anything as cliche. Um, even during Thanksgiving where we stand around and we say all the things that we're thankful for, because, you know, I believe in showing those things throughout the year rather than just using a moment to do it. But it's things like this, it's moments like this that make you stop what you're doing and me as a father and just hug your children or just tell your children you love them or whatever else. And like I, like I said, life, life could be so short. This young lady who who won an award for writing an essay on gun violence to ultimately lose her life um, as a result of getting shot, um, it's, it, it's just sad. So let's take a moment. Um, let's send our thoughts and prayers out to that family. And we're going to pick the energy up back here, but that was what was on my mind for this segment. And it w- I, it would have been a disservice and really not me being true to what was on my mind. If I talked about anything else going on, um, other than this to start off the show. But we're gonna we're gonna move on from a of course sad subject and and topic. And we're gonna try to well not try, we're gonna talk about something that's been on social media that has really been grinding my gears. Um and there's this so the Lion King trailer was released, which looks great. Definitely gonna be there front row well, not front row, but I'm definitely gonna be there first night with my children to watch the movie. As big as that one's going to be, we'll probably do a review here with with, with the family um, on that movie. But the tweets and the comments and posts and the social media and the hoteps and the fake woke people that have now decided to use Lion King as a vehicle to discuss colorism and use that as an example of colorism being on display— I wish I still did the stupid idiot of the week because all of you hoteps would definitely be the stupid idiot of the week. This is this is why we can't have good things. This is why, honestly, some of the when we try to push forward and have conversations like this about more serious things, it gets taken away because this is what you guys want to focus on. You want to focus on a cartoon, The Lion King being. An example of colorism being on display, but are nowhere to be found when the serious conversations and actual topics are needed to be discussed. I can't stand when stupid crap like this happens and it's silly and it's stupid and it's silly that it it, it, it grinds my gears. I I, I understand um, people who would say that, but it's just like, really, this is what we're spending our energy on. This is really what you want to go um with and I'm not even gonna get into explaining why that conversation is just completely idiotic and wrong, because it is. Um you can check my my Twitter for that if you wanna have if you wanna see my thoughts there, if you want to have that conversation. But come on people, let's stop. Let's stop with the fake wokeness, let's stop with all that. You guys are taking it way too far. And it's really hurting other issues that we need to have out there. It's just stupid. It's just stupid. I'm sitting there looking at this guy's like like really but I've given it enough time. I just wanted to mention it and how idiotic it was. Um, I'm sure there are going to be a lot of podcast episodes that now use that as a discussion topic. Because, as you know, and I, and I don't mean like I, I'm using it here to make fun of it. It's, it's still a discussion topic. But you, you people will straight up now be talking about colorism in Lion King and if we should be supporting Lion King because of it. All based off this idiotic tweet. Come on, let's do better, people. If you're searching for content that hard, you can do a little bit better. You can do better. But we're going to go ahead now. That's enough. We're going to transition. We're going to go into the unpopular opinion from the one and only Shinise. From, okay, so listen, okay, so here's the thing. Listen, she has a lot. She says okay a lot, apparently. (laughs) But we're going to get into her intro music and on the other side of that, it will be so I'll catch you guys after she talks with some of my follow-up thoughts about the unpopular opinion. So let's go ahead and get into that now. And I will see you guys after this segment.
3: Hey, you guys. I've missed you. I know it's been super Super long since we've last spoken, <laughs> but you know, a lot has been going on. Um, I'm not going to get into a lot of it, but you know, life, but this week's unpopular opinion actually touches on that and I wanted to express how important it is to take care of oneself. I know it's like the popular thing on social media to say like check on your strong friend and you know mental health awareness and stuff and not to make fun or poke jabs, being that, you know, myself, I deal with anxiety and have for a very long time. But, you know, in a serious sense, um, you may not, you know, be clinically depressed or deal with anxiety or take medication or go to therapy. But just because you don't fit into those boxes doesn't mean that your mental health isn't important. Um, case in point, you know, when tragic things happen in life or, you know, you lose people in your family or your friends and, you know, try to think of it as if, um, oh, well, you know, I got to get over it. You know, I can't let this stop my life. You know, that mindset, I understand it, but it's also not healthy. Sometimes it does it is perm- permissible to lay around in the dark or just do nothing and, you know, create a mold of yourself in your couch or in your bed. You know, that's okay. And I want everyone to know that's okay. I don't like when a lot of people go, oh, but you know, it's been two months and I'm still, you know, depressed about this or sad about this. That's absolutely fine because, you know, when things like that shake you up and, you know, it. It hurts, you know, it's it's sort of like ha- having to figure out how to continuously move on without a major part of your life being there. It's sort of like you don't know how to go back to being the person you were. Um, that could also be a result of a breakup. You know, it doesn't have to be as tragic as, you know, a loss, but breakups d- they cause the same exact, you know, emotions of not knowing how to progress. But I just wanted to share with you guys my unpopular opinion this week is that it is okay to not be okay and to sit in that for a while. And it is okay to, you know, accept the fact that no, you may not be clinically depressed or have anxiety or go to therapy or, you know, classify as having a mental illness but it's okay to go you know what I do need to take a mental check you don't need to you know have a serious diagnosis for that you know everybody just you know look out for yourself take care of yourself take care of those around you but make sure you take care of yourself first because like I always say you can't pour from an empty pitcher
4: yeah I've been going through it. I'm not okay, 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 I'm not okay.
2: And
1: Shanice said some extremely powerful words there, and I want to highlight those. It's okay to not be okay. Just let that sink in for a minute. It's okay to not be okay. I think a lot of us sometimes get so caught up in either not wanting people in our business, not wanting to display that we're vulnerable, that we're hurt, or that we're going through something, that we forget to slow down and that it's okay to not be okay. That's where the growth is. That's where someone can help you. That's where someone can learn from you. That's where someone can see, okay, they're going through, they're strong enough to admit that they're not okay. You know what? I'm not okay either. That's where the healing can begin. I think that, and and I can I'll speak for me. And this is something that I'm trying to do more is not be general and, and and talk about me, Cordero, the person, not just Hayes, the host. Is that there are times where Cordero is not okay. There are times where I'm down. You know, I shared um a few a couple of weeks ago when, um, my cousin who was like my brother, um, anyone who I I say my brother all the time, because anyone who knows how we were raised understands that. But if we're going to be technical here, my, my cousin, um, his birthday recently came and went and I had to stop and I had to realize that I was depressed for a minute. I was extremely sad. And I think like I have, I'm always working, always working, always working on something. Um, And and everything that I can get caught up in the day that and, and never really want to stop and just realize, you know what, you're not good right now. You're not in a good mental place right now. And I don't know what it was that it just clicked. And I'm like, you know what, I'm burying myself in this. And it's because I don't want to think about Terrence's birthday. I don't want to think about it being close to two years that he's been gone from us. I don't want to think about that that type of stuff and I was and I was I was working so hard on whether it was the podcast, the network, uh anything else that I was going so hard into those things that I was trying to not think about it. And once I realized that, once I realized, okay you you're trying not. I called my mom um, and we talked. We talked about Terrence. We talked about our memories of him. We talked about how sad it was, how sad we were that he was gone. We talked about um, how he will react to certain things that are going on now. But just having that moment with her, not only, I think, realized, made my mom realize that, okay, you're not the only one thinking about this. Of course, like, I'm thinking about it too. And we recognize that in each other and being able to talk about those moments, the good moments. Or what is what made me be able to? Okay, let me let me really pick myself back up. Let me not just try to be okay. I'm okay again, you know. And and I I I stopped for a minute and um I thought about like this podcast and the fact that he never got to hear it because I actually started it um after he passed um and. I know he would be listening. I know he would be like, you, you're you a cocky fuck. You know that, Hayes, <laughs> he wouldn't call me that. He called me Cord, but he'd be like, you're just a cocky dickhead. You know that, but I enjoy what you do there. I enjoy your music or you're silly. Um, so it's okay to not be okay. And it's just funny that um, Shonice had mentioned that in her unpopular opinion. And I never know what she's going to say with the unpopular opinion. So when I hear it for the first time, it's very much as almost a member of the audience, like you, I got, I hear it before you guys do, of course, because I have to, I have to record around it and I want to know what's in the content. Um, but yeah, it's okay to not be okay. Um, so yeah. Uh, and I, I don't mean to bring that down or anything. Like I said, I, I, am trying my best to get more personal. I'm trying my best to be more transparent, um, with the things that I, that I struggle with mentally, um, sometimes and I'm, and I'm, and I'm not always okay as much as I, uh, am, I, I'm always. I'm one of those people who is o- always very much in the same mood. Um, there are very few things that get me out of my usual mood, um, and there are even fewer things than that that ever get me sad. Like I'm just not the person who ever really gets down or sad. But I, I, I hope you guys can understand that. Um, but that's me sharing. We're gonna go ahead and take a break. Um, You're going to hear a commercial from Black Law and Legal Lies. And then on the other side of that is actually going to be the petty news from the one and only Scoop Grady. Um, So I will see you guys after both of those two things.
2: Peace. What's up, everybody? This is Dan, a.k.a. Dan on Drugs. And I am Afro Becky, a.k.a. Afro Becky. And we are the Black Law and Legal Lies podcast. A weekly legal podcast. And our lovely, esteemed moderator, Afro Becky. Most of our topics are legal in nature, and we discuss them in a relatable way. We release new episodes every Tuesday. Yo, you can find us anywhere podcasts are available. Or you can find us on social media at Black Law Podcast. So check us out. Or don't. Hey! What? Sometimes people do like the opposites.
4: What up, everybody? This is another segment of the Petty News Report. I am Scoop Gray. Thank you once again for listening. The massacre of Black Friday, everybody. Now, shout out to all retail people that did Black Friday. I will not talk about y'all ever again because in the end, I was a part of Black Friday this past uh, weekend, and I tell you, over thousands of people coming to get TVs, laptops, appliances, you name it, all to turn around the next day and return the shit. Now. And listen to this people, if you don't have the money, don't try to ball on that day like you got it and then turn around and bring it back. But that's a different story, but how was y'all Thanksgiving? I hope everybody ate good. We got a lot to talk about, so let's get right into it. Tyrese's ex-wife reportedly claims living life is her job and will not look for a workplace. In other words, Tyrese, keep the money coming in because you ain't getting out this child support battle, bro. Now, that's just a bold statement to say, nah, I don't understand what you mean by living life. is your job. Basically, you're going to live off this man that don't even mess with you no more and continue to take his money. You know, some women will support this. Some women be like, he a man, he got it. He need to do what he needs to do. Now, some of y'all ladies that's like that need to go look in the mirror and slap yourself. Cause y'all sound real stupid this is why some women have a hard time finding a good man because men can't trust women this is a prime example women like this make it hard for other women to get the right one they are looking for the only advice i give to my fellas out there is be careful who you lay with but most importantly watch who you keeping in with, if you know what I mean next, shout out to everybody that gave back to the community on Thanksgiving for those who needed a meal, for those who didn't have anything but y'all came through for them, shout out to people like Kevin Hart, Michael Jordan, Kanye West, Pharrell Williams and many more, shout out to all those small businesses also man y'all are the real mvp continue to bless another person and continue to change the world and last but not least the petty question of the week now last week's question was what is more important money or power 64 percent people said money is more important than power and i understand and i will definitely agree with you but also it goes both ways you can get the power first and then get the money, or you get the money then the power. But I'm gonna say I'm a I'm gonna go with power first. If you get the power, you got the money because it's easy. It's gonna come together just like that. It's hard to get power. Money can come and go, but it's hard to get the power. But this week's question is: What's the hardest lesson you ever had to learn in life? I had to drop. Get, I had to get a little serious with you, y'all. So, question of the week: What's the hardest lesson you ever had to learn in life? And thank you all. That is all we have for today. Continue to listen to Awaken Soul and follow us and be cool. And that was the one and only Scoop Grady with the petty
1: news. Nobody does it like Scoop. Scoop is hilarious. I love that he's a part of this podcast. Um, We had the full cast back this week with Shonise and Scoop. So we had the full well-roundedness of the Awakened Soul back this week. I hope you guys enjoyed everything that's come so far, but now it's time to get into the main discussion topic of this week. And this one is actually twofold. It's about Black-owned business and the support or lack thereof from uh, their own people, the our Black people, us Black people, and how we support our own um, entrepreneurs. And then we spin into the discussion. Um, I kind of throw out the topic of the dwight howard situation but as you guys know i don't really discuss i don't really discuss like social media in of itself and the trends and the conversation that goes on there i always like to dig a little deeper so we um we start off with uh that as the dwight howard thing is kind of a launching pad to discuss um transphobia um in general and a lot of things there um and then just just some other topics so this is a really good one really great discussion um really look forward to ha- seeing how you guys uh, react to this one so we're gonna go ahead we're gonna take a brief break we are gonna hear from technical foul which is one of my favorite podcasts the best sports podcast around period point blank and then uh, we're gonna get into our intro music for the discussion topic and i will see you guys on the other side of that with miss kiki
3: Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed.
2: It's your boy T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go-Go
3: Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me.
2: It's ass catch them in his bed. <laughs> I am the Eric J. <laughs> Only
3: known as...
2: It's the Eric J. And
3: I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy k it's the gentleman... Uh, also known as K Diddy, take that, take that. but better known as the People's Jabroni <laughs> And that's us. I mean, we have four friends come together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you, you ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before.
2: Damn straight. So
3: check us out every Wednesday. Get at us.
1: a first-time guest joining the awakened soul to discuss black-owned businesses now you guys know black friday just passed i never do anything the typical way so i wanted to discuss black businesses in a different bit of a light but we have miss kiki herself
3: kiki, do you love me are you
1: the, the the Thotten and Triton? Is that what we
0: First off, what you're not going to do is start this show off saying Thotten and Triton. It is now below 50 degrees. There is no more... Thotten and Triton season is over. There's no more Thotten and Triton. So no. Hi. I'm
1: just... I'm you just really saying.
0: trying to call me out already. Like, jeez, I'm trying to be an adult right now. You start off with thought and Trotten.
1: <laughs> I mean, we, it's it's a good icebreaker. At least they know what we're, the listeners know what we're in store for. Like,
0: It's not going to be, okay, no, it's not going to be that type of, I'm going to be an adult. I'm going to okay. play a grown-up today. Well, tonight. Okay. <laughs> well,
1: over the course of your thought and Trotten, I'm pretty sure that you have went to a couple of Black-owned businesses.
0: <laughs> yes, I lived in brooklyn bedside which is one of the mecca of black-owned businesses and black it, people in
1: it very much so is <laughs> so to get back on track here we're, we're going to discuss black-owned businesses a few different statistics um and topics uh about them uh first thing i want to ask you did you participate in black friday this past week
0: i absolutely did not because black friday is trash and i did not want to get trampled i didn't want to fight anyone I didn't want to get caught in the middle of a fight. So no, no, I don't have time for that anymore. I've outgrown Black Friday completely.
1: There was a surprisingly uh low amount of Black Friday fight videos this year, which <laughs> as as much as I'm I'm proud of that for the culture, I'm a little disappointed for my personal enjoyment because like you 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 expect by Friday night you to get a lot of video or have a lot of videos to watch to kind of pass the time. There was none of that this year. I think I saw Definitely. one video of craziness on black Friday. So there you guys go. You guys grew up a little bit from last year.
0: Yay. Because it is garbage. I can't, I don't understand. You know, what? it's not for me to understand. So yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. So the first topic we're going to discuss, and I'm just going to throw out the stat here, um, $850 billion are being split, spent by black consumers And only 90% of that goes to, I'm sorry, 90% of that goes to non-Black owned businesses. So that only leaves 10% to go to businesses that are either Black or Hispanic owned. What do you think about that?
0: It's a little disheartening because, well, I guess it goes into support. But the only reason I say that is disheartening is because why would you? Well, personally, in my opinion, if I'm buying like or I'm consuming something that I know is of color, I do prefer to go get it from people of color. So if that's like the amount of money that's actually being thrown out there and it's only 10 percent that's going to minority owned businesses, that's it's a little heartbreaking. It really is. Because we're out there spending the money. It's just it's not being spent on minority owned businesses, which has been a problem for a
1: while now. Absolutely. And to compare that to um, Hispanic, Hispanics actually spend um, 40 percent of their of their uh, consumer spending goes into other Hispanic owned businesses. That's a huge number when you look at that compared to black owned businesses.
0: I I honestly I can believe that and truly I see it because I live now I live in a Hispanic neighborhood and majority of the businesses here are Hispanic, and majority of the people that you see like partaking or buying things or whatever in those businesses, whether it's a restaurant or a clothing store, even like beauty supply stores to so the black girls, hey girl, um, like you see Hispanic people going into these Hispanic owned businesses versus, you know, when I was in Bedside. That's a whole other topic. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense because truly from what I've seen, the Hispanics stick together like they've been for their own. They want their businesses, their people to thrive, their people to have money. But it's not that way with black people.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that that spins perfectly <laughs> off into the next topic. Why do you think that we're I think that. The ones that do support other like black people who support black people are very vocal. But I think overall, there's a very small amount of us who actually do it the way that some people talk about it. What do you think about that?
0: Hmm. Um, personally, with black owned businesses, white people of color or black people don't really support like that is because of unprofessionalism. It, as much as I hate to say that, like honestly and truly, it's because of unprofessionalism. Like, you can go into, prime example, I'll give you a beauty, like a beauty salon. Like, there are a lot of Black-owned beauty, like, salons here and all over the country. And they're never professional. Like, you can't find anything online. And this is not me bashing, saying that I won't. But from my personal experience, I've been to the same salon since January. I wanted to support her because she's a Black woman. She's doing it on her own. She's doing a great job. But every time I go there, I'm waiting. And I'm spending five or six hours in a salon to get a haircut that I'm not satisfied with and I'm overcharged for. That'll kind of make you shy away from black businesses because of the unprofessionalism. If you say I'm going to be out in two hours and I get there and I'm waiting two hours, that's a problem for me. And that'll keep you looking at them like, well, you don't really do things like I want you to do them. Like they're not legit. And you're charging me $200 to wait here for six hours. So I'm just not going to do it. So it's unprofessionalism has a lot to do with it and legitimacy.
1: Yeah. And that's that's a barrier that I think black owned businesses. And as I'm going into the business space myself, you do. It is a level of legitimacy that people look for. And then if you don't have it, they just look right over you, whether you're black owned or not. And I think that's a barrier. How many The question I want to ask you is how many black owned businesses do you think that you frequent or go to over the course of a year?
0: Over the course of a year, a few actually, um, not as many as I like, but there are a lot of places I look for that a lot of people of color don't cater to. So I would say an average of maybe 10 a year. But they're like companies that I frequent like regularly. So it'll be like restaurants or it'll be um, cosmetics or skincare, bookstores, like little things that I do like regularly, but it's not as many as I'd like to do. So maybe 10 out of the year on a consistent basis.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. That was just a question I wanted to throw out there. Um, Now, before we move into the next thing, is there anything left that you wanted to talk about as far as uh, anything we just discussed?
0: When it comes to Black owned businesses, from a personal standpoint, just being in New York, when I said like being legitimate and having legitimacy, like adhere to your state's rules and regulations when it comes to a business. Like, don't be a moving company, for example, who don't give out legitimate estimates and you're not giving me like a figure in writing you're just saying oh it'll be 250 and you don't even have a licensure for the state of whatever you're living in to actually be a legitimate moving company so just adhere to your state's laws and regulations revolving around your business
1: absolutely yeah Yeah. you 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 have to do that type of stuff um and oh and goodness, I
0: think don't
1: and, do that. <laughs> and and another thing that I want to say and I and I don't want to play into the stereotype, so I want to I want to make sure that I say that in no way am I saying all or even the majority of black businesses do this, but the ones that do, the ones that have the the cheap quality products, really do a disservice to the to the black owned business model overall, and they put a, a bad stamp on a minority group of business owners that are really still trying to get their footing, and a lot of people like. Black and other races who go to a black owned business and they really have like knockoff type stuff. It's it's going to be hard to ever get that consumer all the way back.
0: Agreed. Because now, you like you said, you've already made a mark for yourself and your reputation, like it'll precede you. So now everyone will know like mm, you might not want to go there because of X, Y and Z or they have something that's not quite as good as like a white counterpart that may have like a legit whatever you're asking for. So, yeah, I get that. Like ugh, it's so <laughs> disheartening. It's so so disheartening, especially living in a black neighborhood. Oh, it's heartbreaking to actually witness it, and I witness it a lot in Best Buy and even Harlem. Like going to Harlem and just trying to support, like Restaurant Row to the New Yorkers who know about that, and like all the black-owned businesses, and something always going wrong. It's just it's heartbreaking.
3: And, and
1: this 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 discussion is not going to be all negative so just anyone who's listening like they are really getting at us it's it's not going to be all negative We we will we will get into some of the positives um one thing that i did want to talk about too before we even go into the positives is that I came across an article just in preparing for this discussion in which a lot of black owned businesses have said that they feel like they cannot outwardly market the fact that they're black owned. So they the owners will hide their face, um, not show that they are not be the public face of the company or not promoted as a black owned business because of some of the stereotypes we just uh, discussed with the knockoff um items or the or the lack of professionalism and and all of that all of that stuff they won't promote themselves as a black owned business what do you think about that me when I read that and saw how many and it was a one business owner i'm sorry I forget the name that actually generates like six million dollars in revenue so they're not a small company by any means but how do you uh, wh- what did, that really kind of what's the word that I want to look for um it, it like brings code switching to a whole nother level, it, 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 if that's what you, what, you, what you want to call it. What do you think about that?
0: I, I kind of have mixed feelings about that one because I feel like it depends on like your, I don't want to say like geography, but I feel like it depends on where you are will determine if you actually do have to hide behind your business. Like, you can't really show your face. And again, I can only compare everything right now to living in New York and even living in North Carolina. Like, living here... A black business owner would not have to hide behind their business. Living in North Carolina, you might have to do that just because, like you said, of stereotypes and people thinking, oh, well, they're just going to be like another illegitimate business that are going to like kind of scam and not really do what they're supposed to do. Versus if you say black owned here, oh, we're running to it, like black owned restaurants, especially like in this day and age, like vegan restaurants that are black owned. Oh, we're running to those. We're running to natural hair care stores. We're running to like beauty salons that are natural hair care for black women by black women, just because of, I think it just depends on where you are because we're here. Like that doesn't work everywhere in the country, unfortunately. So I don't think you have to hide depending on where you
1: live. And just to throw a state or uh, well, a statistic out there, the top five States with black owned businesses, um, as far as the percentage is Texas at number one, Georgia, number two, California, number three, Florida, number four, and North Carolina, which is your old stomping grounds, at <laughs> number five. So four out of the five of those being in the South, it kind of makes sense. It kind of just brings home everything that you said. And it, that's what made that uh, statistic come back to my head. Because I think that there's more of a of an acceptance, the the the, the more of, of like, b- Black people in the South have more of that, we have to help each other. I think more than any other region. And they really bond together more than even us here in the Midwest and you up north in New York. I'm in the northeast. (laughs) Trash.
0: But yeah, I and from personal experience, being born and raised in North Carolina, you do have to stick together because it's very racist down there. Like, don't let people fool you and say, oh, we're in 2018. No, they still lynching niggas out. I'm sorry. They're still doing things that they shouldn't be doing in the South. In this day and age so you have to stick together because it's kind of like a we're all we have kind of situation in the south versus i'm not sure of the midwest not familiar with that just yet but the northeast it's like a it's a melting pot it's a mixture of people here it's majority white but it's a mixture and in the south is again majority white so the black people have to like kind of pick up and like we have to support one another because if we don't who will white people hate us it is what it is hispanics they're doing their own thing so are the asians So we have to stick together as well.
1: Absolutely. And Asians, I think, stick together more than I know we talked about Hispanics earlier than any other like you
0: yes they do they don't man like they rent to each other like in certain neighborhoods here in um queens and in brooklyn they don't rent to outsiders like if you're not of asian descent you're not going to even be able to get into their neighborhood they really stick together as a unit like as a race ethnicities or whatever you want to like category like them into but yeah they really stick together way deeper than like hispanics and I don't want to say the whites because that's so rude, and I don't know your listeners that well. I know mine. I can say that, but they, yeah. Long story short, the Asians really do stick together.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let let's let's switch gears. <laughs> let's get into let's get into some positive. So, um, back in August, there was actually a misrepresented stat that stated that four four the black own um, black business ownership had risen 400% from this time in 2017. That has actually been found to be completely false. The people who uh, originally, yeah, originally <laughs> uh, promoted that stat have since backtracked on it. But it looks like there has actually been a percent increase of about 31 to 36%, which is still a huge number. Not 400, but still a huge right. number. That is um, a big number. And and I think that that's a number that we need to be proud of and that we need to all recognize that it is it is growing. And that uh, actually young entrepreneurs um, have actually are 47% black. Really? As a, yes. As an
0: age specific age group? Because when I did a little research, I saw that majority of the owners, which I thought was weird, like the business owners are under the age of 35 or over the age of 55 like where is mm. everyone in between which is yeah. a good thing i mean i'm i'm happy that's a good thing but it's still a little odd
1: yeah and it, it's it's so the age range is you're right it's um you're right in what you said and it's like that middle range of between like 29 like and, and 39 yeah 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 it's like this like represents like 3% it's so weird
0: oh that's so bad yeah do you lose motivation after 35 and regain it at 55 i don't know
1: i think i think what you see in that age is like people kind of settle into their careers and maybe they just Mm. say, you know what? I'm going to stick with this for a little while. Then when they get closer to retirement, they say, you know what? I want a nest egg. And then that's when they get back into the, into being an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Like when you think about it, yeah, 35 people are like, this is it. And then at 55, like, okay, you know what? I'm like 10 years from retiring. Mm -hmm. Screw it. I'm just going to do whatever I want to. I get it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm damn sure like at 55, I'm probably just going to, never mind that that's for a different podcast a different day we'll talk about that later um uh,
0: uh, what never mind never <laughs> never mind i don't but, even want to know i don't want to know but, know.
1: but the, the rise in black entrepreneurship um do you find that to be motivating for you personally as as someone who has their own platform i'm not sure like what do you want to do with it as far as turning into a business later but that has to be a little bit inspiring at least right Is it
0: Inspiring. Um, I say it's inspiring because it gives you a, it gives you an idea of that like it's out there. Go get it. Like, oh, well, not everybody's a go getter, but the opportunities out there. The platform is out there. Hell, the funds are out there. The resources are out there. And now that it's like starting to become prominent with like black entrepreneurs, it is it's motivating for me because I'm not really sure where I want my podcast to go just of yet, but the possibility of it going there and sh- like it being show proof at this day and age, like it it gives me a little bit of motivation. I'm not as motivated as I should be though.
1: I, know. I understand that. Um, and another positive stat that for anyone who is thinking about going into their own business and maybe says, you know what? I don't have a college degree. Actually, 32% of Small owned businesses, black owned, uh, got grants with only a high school diploma or G- or GED. And that's overwhelmingly the largest portion of it. Um, associate's degrees, 21%, bachelor's degrees, 26%, master's degrees, 19%, and doctorate is only 3%.
0: Wow. You know what? That that all goes back to college is a scam, but I'm not going to go there because I don't want to discourage anyone, but speaking as a person who has two degrees, it's a scam, but that's neither here nor there because I don't necessarily believe you need a college degree to start anything to do anything because most people I know that are like really really successful and doing well for themselves right now don't have a degree of any form. Like they have a high school diploma or maybe a GED, some of them might not even have that. And they're doing well. Like I have a friend who's a cinematographer, has a GED, making six figures, doing really, really well for himself and never stepped a foot in school ever in life. Like new college wasn't for him. (laughs) New college wasn't for him and was like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to do that, but I'm still going to do what I want to do. And he's thriving. College scam. Yeah, I don't want to say that, but colleges.
1: that is a topic for a whole nother day. It is um, Ooh, because I can
0: talk about
2: that.
1: <laughs> my opinion on that has changed so much over the last three. Because I used to be of the mind of no, you should go to college, like you. you sh-. And now I'm at the point now where I'm I'm not going to tell my kids they shouldn't go to college. I'm going to prepare them, but I'm going to tell them that they have to be ready to honestly maybe have to work harder at, if they go to college and don't work do because like there are people and I've seen this I I worked um instead of like going after a masters or anything and I get promoted and people like who come in with like th- these college degrees looking like what the fuck I'm like hey you are
0: physically ill and I've been one of those people and I'm just yeah. like I'm sorry what did I spend the last seven years of school and internships and working full time and writing 35 and 50 page papers. What did I spend all that time for? Like, I'm not getting what I want and I have the paper to prove it. But it's just a piece of paper. Scam. <sighs> scam. And, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to stop saying that. It's not a scam if you're like going to law school or medical school or getting your doctorate, but everything else. Don't don't bother. <laughs> no, that whole I'm not because that whole topic is starting to stress me out because that's on my mind heavily these days. So
1: absolutely, absolutely. The last that that I want to get into uh, that that's another positive one. So you you may hear what we talked about about getting grants and not needing college degrees, and but that doesn't say much about how many of these businesses are successful. And so a recent stat as of August of this year says that 57% of all African American small o- small business owners have said that their businesses are profitable. So they're Ooh. making money. That is a great number.
0: That is a great number and I feel like social media has a huge deal to do with it I just do like I've always felt like social media is a really good platform for your businesses because you can sell online and in person so it's like and you can advertise for free it's just like a double whammy so that's a great number
1: absolutely and really when you think about it Small business means something completely different than what it did even 10 years ago. Like, if you were a small business, that meant you were local. Now you can technically be a small business and still sell globally or worldwide or countrywide. And that definitely helps.
0: Literally, most businesses I see that are like, I'm not going to say Facebook based because I don't want to not Facebook. I don't want to say Instagram boutique because that's so tacky. But. Yeah, they really are thriving. They can just thrive on Instagram alone and make like a killing and just thrive. It just, I don't know. We're in a weird time for businesses. We're No, we're in a great time for businesses. I'm not going to say it's a weird time. It's a really good time to start a small business and thrive even if you don't have a storefront. Like you said, you don't have to be local anymore. It can be global. It is global.
1: And I'm going I'm to shout out um, a small business owner that I know. Her name's Nikki. She's actually the owner of Erotic Boudoir and she Ooh. grinds like no other I, she doesn't have a storefront at least i know she, that she was planning or has plans to go into a storefront but she grinds sells her products all over the place and uh yeah definitely i would say that of the, bl- the black entrepreneurs that i personally know her grind inspires me the absolute most
0: it's awesome you know the sad thing is i don't know any year I go to several black owned businesses here on a regular basis, but I cannot name one that I know personally. I don't know any personal. No, I'm so, that's so sad. Oh my God. No, it, I'm
2: it, thinking
0: I, about it. Like I'm sitting it, here really thinking, like I don't know any personally.
1: It, yeah. And, and so I'm, I've just been lucky with doing the podcast. Like if I wouldn't have been doing podcasts and I used to do um, a small business a black owned business highlight on my podcast each week that i've gotten away from um so that's how i've known some and then like johnny from my brother johnny from uh the breaks radio his wife owns um doohickey craftique where she makes a lot of little stuff and earrings and stuff great too like she grinds too so shout out to those ladies yeah Absolutely. So, I mean, anything, anything left on this that I know I, I kind of dominated the convo and the statistics. But
2: it's
0: your show. You have every right to do that.
1: <laughs> but I know you did your research, too. Is there anything that you want to point out before we go ahead and end this portion?
0: just you know try to be legit like don't don't expect okay to the business owners out there, you know how we are black people. Please do not let these black people come into your business and try to say, oh you know sis or bro like a hookup no, you're legit business treated as such. Don't let people try to come in and skim you out of your services because they want to hook up because you know you black I'm black I get the struggle that's my only advice
1: oh my god yes and then the people who are re- ready to like completely shun a black-owned business that doesn't go into that whole giving the hookup thing listen what right By my business you're not getting you can be my mama you're not getting a hookup I had to work for this you got it you got not I ain't got it Give your mom the hookup don't <laughs> nah. do that
0: no, nah, Mama Hayes
1: people. gets no hooks up. Mama, Mama Hayes does not get a hook up. That's
0: so rude. You're She'd probably so rude. just
1: walk in and take it anyway if I had a store. As so she it's... Should, <laughs> Because she
0: gave you life and she can take it unless
1: you can. <laughs> <should have it. laughs> all right. I, I, I have to ask this. Um, I don't know how aware that she stayed up on it, but this is a completely side topic. I didn't prepare you for this. Do you okay. want to talk about some fuckery?
0: Sure. I've always going to talk about fuckery. Let's just get the shit. You'll get the shit. You'll be... Knee deep
1: in the shit. Okay, this Dwight Howard stuff.
0: Here we go.
1: <laughs> okay, and here, here, here's my point that I want to make on it. And and I definitely want your opinion. So feel free to go off on whoever you want to go off on. But this is my opinion on it. I've never seen so many people be worried about where somebody else is sticking their dick. if And it's not in them or anybody else that they know. Like why is everybody worried about it? Why is this this big thing of people needing to come out? This is my thing with this. Just like we don't expect people to be straight to come out as straight. Stop being expecting people to come out as anything else as whatever they're having, whoever they're having sex with. Why is this such a big thing? What do you think?
0: Ooh, okay. I had to tell the feminist inmates and we'll take a seat for a minute because I was gonna go into a full I blame the patriarchy and that's not like a scapegoat i'm not just saying because no because men like no i actually do blame how our society is set up because oh you're not misogyny like you're not supposed to do this and that's not right that makes you gay look at the end of the day a trans woman is just that a woman, just because she was a man, she is now officially a woman. I personally don't believe that makes him gay. And like, I just posted on Twitter, like, okay, can y'all leave him alone? Because he's gonna love who he loves, just because he doesn't love who you love, just because he's not a man who, like a cis man, loving a cis woman, that means that he's something else. And you can't support Love is love and say, I'm here for LGBTQIA. Hey, y'all, like you can't say that you're here for them and you support them fully. And then somebody who's allegedly cis comes out and says, oh, well, you know, I date trans women. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, he's gay and he's bashed. That's like homophobic. It's transphobic. It's bullshit really like I just feel like you should love who you love and if they don't love who you love don't chastise them for it don't bully them for it don't pick on them for it don't say well that's not right like who the fuck are you to tell somebody that who who is anybody like right now saying oh well Dwight Howard's gay because he likes trans women she's still a woman that I'm not even gonna go into the whole trans thing because oof I would go into a full on rant but I just personally feel like if he likes trans women leave him the fuck alone let him like trans trans women just let him be great let him fuck cis women born and raised biologically women and let him fuck trans women post or pre-op nobody fucking cares the, the, who the fuck don't make me nuts so I don't really give a fuck who you fucking like I don't understand why that's such a big deal these days and yeah. this day and age with like, like gay marriage being legal and like you're able to do anything with the same sex why is it such a big deal with trans women nobody says shit about trans men like if a woman decides to go fuck a trans man nobody's gonna give two shits about it but if a man goes and fucks a trans woman because she had a dick or still has one then all of a sudden it's a fucking problem homophobia transphobia, fucking patriarchy. You're supposed to be a straight man with a straight woman and that's it. We don't acknowledge anything else. I'm not going to do this with you. I'm not going to go there because I'll go into a whole I feel I'm very very big in the LGBTQIA community because I'm a part of the community so it just it bothers me a lot. I'm I'm not I'm I am i am not i just, and, i do not like, like
1: it. And in the um and, and correct me if I'm wrong and uh, I w- I will go on record to say that I I'm not all the way because I I try to once social media starts getting into tirades I really try to stay out of it. Um because yeah, it just—it just—I just don't care uh, who this man is sticking his penis, and I really just don't. I care about Agreed. the fact of once it starts getting to a bashing thing, that's—that's that's what I take notice of more so than someone and who they're deciding to sleep with, because at the end of the day, that's none of my business. So I don't right. care. Um, but I—I I believe the 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 man that he was sleeping with or had a relationship with doesn't identify as trans. They still identify as a man. Now I may be wrong, but I think that's something that I read. Um, but even
0: um, I, I believe he identifies as trans. Oh, now, but- I, now whether he's pre-op or post-op, mm-hmm. now that I'm not necessarily sure, and that's what people are like honing on, basically, because at the end of the day, whether he's pre-op or post-op, he was still a man. That's all that people will ever see. Yeah. One-track mind as society we live in.
1: Yeah, and and the thing the thing is, is just like like I said, why 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 do you care who I don't. To me personally, because I I wouldn't walk up to anyone and say, hey, are you straight? I don't expect them to say, walk up to me and say, hey, I'm gay. I don't care. I don't right. care. Like, right. I, I just, I personally don't care. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect how I see you as a person because you can be gay, straight, bi, trans, anything and be a shitty ass person and I'm not going to want to fuck with you. If you're a good I person, I don't care about any of it.
0: I completely agree. And more importantly, this is what people need to worry about. Instead of worrying about who he's putting his dick in, how about you worry about whose dick is going into you and if it's going into anyone else? Personally, <laughs> that's... I care about the dick that's going into me. I, I mean... <laughs> but, like, I don't understand why who he's fucking is so important to everybody else. How about you worry about who you're fucking or who you're getting fucked by? That should be the only thing that we worry about when it comes to sex and like sexuality and what you identify as,
1: And uh, the last, what I want to talk about on this too, and this is only because I always want to talk about all sides of of the situation. And this doesn't apply to this situation because the Dwight Howard situation, um, the person that he was sleeping with was threatened. And then that's why they came out with the story. So that I completely understand. So I want to make sure that I'm saying this doesn't apply to this story, but do you think that at all, Some of this falls back on The trans women that expose men for sleeping with them, because in my mind, if trans women are women, why would you why would a trans woman feel that they need to expose someone who's had sexual relations with them anyway? And like I said, this doesn't apply to the Dwight Howard situation. It's just a question that I want to ask you about.
0: Um, There are a few things I can think about when it comes to exposure, especially if it is a celebrity that is allegedly known as a straight man. Mm -hmm. exposure you're doing it for the likes you're doing it for the possibility of like your followers increasing and you getting money and you you know getting interviews and just getting that type of exposure to become like you know get your 15 minutes of fame and become like overnight celebrity until you fade away in a few weeks but like I really feel like that has a lot to do with it um anger because if it's like slightly exposed and the person is denying it then come on we keep People keep receipts. So then you'll expose it and be like, oh, so you want to try to keep me in the dark like the trans like woman that was threatened? Like, why would you threaten her? You shouldn't have to do that, like, to silence her. Like, it's that's a double-edged sword because I got a side-eye Dwight Howard for that and I got a side-eye her for even putting out receipts like that. Like, keep the shit. It's between the two of you. But I feel like it's out of anger, which Mm -hmm. is probably, see, this is is sticky because it makes me wonder if she was never threatened which it came out regardless, like just for the fame and the attention, because people are attention whores these days, especially in social media when you can be idolized so easily. So I think it has a lot to do with just wanting recognition, hell, money, extortion, like people do some foul shit for money and fame, which is, you know.
1: The Young Book situation comes to mind with that
0: Mm, i remember that
1: that now that was extortion like that
0: absolutely
1: so um yeah and and i I just think that that's and like i said i wanted to talk about both sides because i think that's problematic as well if you were if you feel the need to expose someone that kind of to me in my mind and again this is coming from i'm still learning uh, about uh, all sides of this so i i I don't want to act like i have all the answers but just to me looking outside that's equally as problematic as the people as the men who bash like someone like Dwight Howard is that trans women who expose a man that they that they slept with for whatever reason like if 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 trans women are women then just why why expose them like that's just a question that com- that comes to my mind in that so I wanted to talk to you about that
0: oh that what you it just it, a thought just hit me what you just said why if they're women why would they expose them mm hmm. That it really does go both ways. And the only reason I say both ways is because women, um, unfortunately, trans women think just like the rest of society does. It's just that they can't do anything about who they are, because that's just who they were meant to be. Like, oh, I'm going to expose you because society already frowns upon straight cis men being involved with trans women, period. So, yeah, I am a woman, but I used to be a man. And I know if I expose you, society is going to gut you like a bitch, even though they identify as a woman and physically they may be a woman. Biologically, they were a man. So let me expose you. Aha, I'm still a woman, and you're still taking me down. But I'm still going to expose you because of how society thinks.
1: So at that point, it's like they're they're weaponizing, and it, this that's weird. They're they're weaponizing society's own transphobia,
0: phobia against, and use and using, using it in their, in their
1: benefit. That's that's crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. I see that. I see that being logical, like because I know I'm a woman. If I'm like a trans woman, which I'm not, let me go and we're going to say that. But if I identify, like, I'm trans, and I say, oh, well, if I want I tell, you know, I'm still a woman, and he's able to have sex with my vagina, but if I say this, and the world knows, the world's automatically going to go to transphobia, so of course they're going to be like, oh, well, he's gay. No, he's not. It's just like pegging, but we're not going to talk about that.
1: <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about a lot of stuff here, um... But seriously, uh I, I want to know how, how the listen you know, you're fine. I want to know how the listeners feel. Um, you guys know where you can reach me for any feedback on that. Theawakensoulpod soul pod at gmail.com. You can uh let me know what your thoughts on the black dome business and uh the weaponization of transphobia. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's definitely a good topics. So I want to hear from you guys. You guys already also know that you can actually leave me a voicemail or send any type of uh, text or voicemails to 614-547-2039. We really look forward and actually if you guys actually send in any questions, comments, um concerns or thoughts on this topic, we'll see if Kiki can come back and discuss those as well. I'd love
0: to.
1: <laughs> well, man, this is this is now your opportunity to plug your show, um plug your podcast, let them know where they can find you if they want to interact with you, all that good stuff.
0: Absolutely we will not be talking about such deep matters. My show is trash. Like I will go ahead and tell you all it is called Kinks with Kiki it's a podcast. And if you're looking to find more trash, you can always follow me on Instagram, Kinks with Kiki podcast. You can follow me on Tumblr where the real trash takes place. Kinks with Kiki as well as Twitter, Kinks with Kiki. You want to email me some freak shit. You want to email me sex videos. I'm not going to say no. Uh, Kiki at gmail.com. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's, that's about it.
1: <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank, <laughs> thank Kiki for uh, joining for the first time um, on The Awakened. So I definitely want to thank you. Especially the last minute. Notice, you came through clutch for me. I appreciate it.
0: No problem. Oh, wait.
1: <laughs> Tell the people goodnight.
0: Night.
1: And that was episode 77 of The Awakened. So I want to thank you guys for listening throughout this episode. Thank you for all the continued support of this podcast since we've started. Um yeah, just you guys are just amazing. I always say I have the best listening base, listener base, listenership, however I should say that, um, in in, in all of podcasts. And I truly, truly do mean that you guys support and interact like none other. Um, at least that I've seen. So I just want to thank you guys for that. Um, as always, you know where you can follow the podcast. You can follow The Awakened Soul at the Awakened Soul Pod or at The Awakened Soul Pod, just depending on what platform you're looking for us on. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, or concerns to soul Pod at gmail.com. And lastly, still collecting voicemails and everything else messages for the white privilege episode do you believe it exists do you not why or why not for that you can send any voicemails any messages um, text messages any calls to 614-547-2039 that is 614-547-2039 I look forward to bringing you the white privilege episode which it's not next on the docket but it's next after what's next if that makes sense we're recording it here soon people and it'll be released probably a day or so after it's recorded because i can't wait to bring you guys that high fire this has been the number one podcast in columbus soon to be the world presented to you by the breaks media this is the awakened soul and we are out
2: this is america don't catch you slipping though. No. don't catch you slipping though. No. look what i'm whipping up no. this is america don't catch you slipping though. No. Don't catch you slipping though. No. Look what I'm whipping up no. This is America
1: Don't catch you slipping up no. Look how I'm living up no. Police be tripping
2: up no. Yeah, this is America Guns in my area I got the strap Hey, I gotta carry em. Yeah, yeah, I'ma go into this Yeah, yeah, this is guerrilla Yeah, yeah, I'ma go get the bag